Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to and watching the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, and Chino Liao coming to you in our primary color-themed t-shirts yeah. for oh, wow. tonight. <laughs> we're, we're like the Power Rangers. I was like, oi, na primary colors tayong ng gabi. Sige. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. to. I just really wanted to wear something NXT related for today, and I had a meeting kaniyang hapon, so I just picked out the NXT shirt na nasa taas ng pile, which was my Johnny Gargano shirt. So I actually just grabbed the first shirt I saw, and ninety percent of my shirts are wrestling shirts. So Same. this is this is why I have this on. I've not uh, seen anything New Japan in a while, so we don't complain about that. <laughs> wow. Uh, we're saying what's up to Tito Diego, who's tuning in live for the first time. Uy, maraming salamat. Hey. You know, before we get into all the wrestling talks and dami natin process for tonight, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's been tuning in, who's been streaming, subscribing, using our affiliate links, telling people na meron palang wrestling, wrestling podcast, subscribing on Kumu, yung nagsasmash ng hearts, nagpapaulan ng mga gifts. Thank you to everybody. Kasi when we opened yung Spotify rap for the podcast, nakakagulat yung numbers. So it, it really just warms my heart na kahit nagkaleche-leche na yung buong mundo and you know, with everything that happened to us personally and professionally, it means a lot to us that you guys are here and that you guys keep us around basically as part of your routine. So thank you very much to everybody. No, I, I, so, would, like to, I would like to say that if anything, it's podcasts like ours uh, that provide people will respite from the world that's going on around them today. Right? So they rely on all these content platforms to, to get by in, during these difficult times. And I'm glad that our little podcast has been one of those things that people use you know, to entertain themselves, to distract themselves from the ongoings of the world. What an honor it is to provide people with that level of entertainment. Yeah, thank you guys so much. As Stan and Chin already said, uh, uh, we didn't expect all of this to happen to be, you know, we didn't expect to, to have this place on the Pantheon, if you will, when we started this whole thing six years ago. So thank you for making us part of your wrestling diet. Because uh, aside from the wrestling you're watching, uh, you're also needing people to help you process that stuff. So thank you. Thank you. Saying hey to our Papi Wake Mendoza, who is tuning in live. Uh, One of the, on the OG PBB villains. season. <laughs> mm. Yeah, thank you pala to our friends from Podcast Network Asia and Kumu who help keep making these streams possible, help put these podcasts together. Yeah. So, uh, they're, they're one of the big reasons why we're able to do what we do, kahit na naka pandemic and everything. So, all right, um, let's get to everything we have to, uh, to talk about, starting off with uh, a very somber topic. You know, yesterday we found out that. Pat Patterson had passed away at the age of 79, just a few weeks shy of his 80th birthday. So, you know, Pat Patterson, we mostly know him for being a producer backstage, helping put together yung mga segments, yung mga matches, 
and you know being the guy who conceptualized the Royal Rumble match, first ever Intercontinental Champion. But I, I guess if you really dig into your mga podcasts and your mga articles, you'd really know him more as a mentor to a lot of the current generation of WWE superstars. And even yung uh, g- generation that directly preceded it. Like, dun mo talaga mararamdaman yung influence niya as a, as a backstage personality. Yeah, Pat is uh, older than we think. <laughs> but he retired early then kasi. That's why we don't really know him um, as much as an in-ring performer. We're all too young. Even Chino is too young to have seen Pat Patterson in his heyday. Even Chino, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because by the time uh, Chino was watching wrestling, he was already Pat Patterson was one of the Stooges on yes. screen, right? So yun lang yung exposure mo kay Pat Patterson. But yeah. knowing what we know now about all our favorite wrestlers saying that Pat was their was their mentor and their teacher and their their guide in the business, uh, we have so much to thank for even though we were not exposed to him in our fandoms. And not only that, guys, I may be too young, but I actually have a bit of trivia that I learned just before going on air. He's actually quite a trailblazer in his own right. He was one of the first or the first openly gay wrestler, male wrestler in professional wrestling. So yeah. He came out in the 70s, right? and he talked about it in Legends House, where he had his partner unfortunately pass away in the late 90s. He's also instrumental in one of our favorite match or favorite events of all time, the Royal Rumble. He was one of, yeah. he was the guy who conceptualized that idea. And of course we know him as the first ever intercontinental champion that the lineage uh, that precedes that time that title that proceeds that title is very historic and if it wouldn't be a thing if it weren't for somebody like Pat Patterson. Yes, I know him as one of the Stooges with Gerald Briscoe. Yes, I know him from the Attitude Era. But if you take some time to, you know, understand and learn more about his legacy, it's just mind blowing how much he's actually contributed to the industry. So go to the one good thing uh, about Pat, sorry Sen, uh, is that through his advanced age through his uh, years he remained open-minded about the business and how it changed how the style changed how people working changed how people wrestling changed and he wasn't one of those old geezers who rants at the cloud because nothing was like the way it used to be not he's not he's no jim Cornette. and all i wish is that kung tumandaman tayo sana ganun din tayo yeah uh, i i agree 100 percent and I think malaking bagay din na yung nabanggit ni Chino that Pat Patterson was the first openly gay pro wrestler, if not one of the first, diba? He really paved the way for people like Darren Young, people like Jake Atlas, who are also openly gay pro wrestlers. Uh, there are many more of them, pero I, I don't think a lot of them would have, I, I guess, that the courage to keep being in this very male-dominated still pretty chauvinistic industry like pro wrestling if it weren't for somebody like Pat Patterson who really proved to everybody that it didn't really matter which way you swung, what, what your orientation was, diba? So rest in power to the great Pat Patterson and you know that's, that's one more legend in heaven booking the most awesome wrestling show possible. So there. All right, on to happier things. We're, we're pretty happy to be able to talk about AEW Winter is Coming and have gotten the main event prediction right. Mostly because I think everybody agrees that it was the most logical way to go. Ang hindi natin inexpect was that Kenny Omega winning the AEW World Championship would also be signaling this working relationship between Impact and AEW. And the seeds were planted. The seeds were planted from the moment that Don Callis first appeared on Dynamite. And if, if you know your wrestling, uh, there is a connection between Kenny Omega and, and uh, Don Callis. Uh, they have like an uncle-nephew relationship. Which dates uh, back to Kenny Omega's own uncle, uh, the original Sheik, but you name it in, no, in no, Canada. No, the Golden Sheik, the Golden Sheik. Thank you, the Golden Sheik, who was the trainer of Don Callis. So, by extension, Don Callis treats Kenny Omega like his own son or like his own nephew. So, Don Callis shows up. He's openly acknowledged as Impact Wrestling's EVP, and then then that, people were already starting to think, "Huh, is there something here?" And then they really played it very, very slowly, and they waited until today. For Kenny to win, for Don Callis to mention outright now, they're gonna explain everything on a Tuesday. And because Im- uh, Dynamite is not on uh, Tuesday, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dark <palane> explained. <laughs> Marcado na na, they're gonna be going to Impact. And it's a big deal. 
because a lot of people are saying that this could probably be the modern day territorial system banding together against WWE. I just want to say, as somebody who started just watching Impact again, I've been doing the reviews on our Patreon here. You can listen to them weekly. Um, it's interesting to me that this is actually a development because it's a development worth talking about. Finally, we can stop talking about who shot Johnny Bravo because it's a stupid <laughs> storyline. Please stop Impact Wrestling. Stop talking about who shot Johnny Bravo. Nobody cares. Now, that said, we I mean, Angela actually, cares. Uh, that said, we actually have... God, why is that? Hey, anyway, you'll hear me rant about it. But that's that's why I want to keep watching Impact now because there are more... Impact has so many talent. It is not lacking in that department. You have, you have a great knockouts division. You have a great tag team division. And both these companies can only learn from one another. And they can only benefit from this partnership. And like you said, it's 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 funny how all these let's let's call them what it is, B promotions are are banding together against the big giant corporation that is the WWE, especially now during such tumultuous times when 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 the company has is undergoing very very scrupulous uh, scrupulous uh, means about things that are not going their way in, in terms of the back office happening. So it's funny how how after the WWE basically destroyed the territory system and used that to build itself up to into the giant that it is today, we are finally getting the remnants of that system to band together, sort of like Avengers style, if you will. Actually, I'm ashamed to admit that I did not see the partnership coming because I, I thought that Don Callis was there in a personal capacity as a friend of Kenny Omega. I didn't really, I, I didn't really think that they would push through with it. Uh, they would actually go through with a partnership because AEW had, even even though they had a partnership with NWA, but I don't know why. Uh, but here it is now. It is actually pretty good. Tito Diego says on Facebook that a rising tide lifts all boats. I actually do want to see this happen. I want to see WWE kind of trip on their face because uh, they realize that it actually works having band, you know, having all the different promotions band together. It's, it's what works. You can't really call yourself the world wrestling entertainment if you, you know, if you shut yourself off from the rest of the business. So I want to see this happen. I want to see them succeed. And I want to see them stick it to WWE. Yeah, di lang yun. Uh, the fact that competition should ideally and theoretically always make you better, diba. The fact that, as Chino mentions, the infusion of AEW talent on Impact shows and maybe vice versa could force everybody to step up their game. That's a good thing. At the end of the day, tayo pa rin yung panalo as the fans because... We're going to get better products. We're going to get better matchups. I mean, we live in a world now, in 2020, where the Good Brothers and the Elite are in the same shared universe again. Think about that. Yep. Think yeah, about, that's true. Uh, uh, think about all of these, uh, all, all of these locker rooms na nag-intersect na intersect na ulit yung mga mundo nila just because of this working relationship between these different promotions. It's a, it's a step in the right direction. I'm really, really happy about this. And Napaka forward thinking then for people like Tony Khan and Don Callis and Billy Corgan to you know really put uh, set these things in motion. So ako as a fan, I'm really really happy, and this is a great way to shake up the status quo. And all it took was for Kenny Omega to win the AEW World Championship for it to start manifesting. If we're talking about actual shared universes here, there is still talks of the actual Forbidden Door that is New Japan, It's still a thing. That can still very much happen. Remember, John Moxley is still the NJWUS champion, right? So it's still a very, it's still very much a possibility that all these companies can actually band together and give us one hell of a product. My biggest concern right now, so again, let's not get ahead of ourselves yet. We don't know what the working relationship is. Uh, sure, I suspect that we'll find out more details through all the news sites over the next few days. Uh, I'll report it on smartcandy.com for sure. But uh, my concern is that both rosters are pretty stacked. Uh, you don't really have enough time for everyone on the AEW roster on Dynamite that you have to overload the AEW Dark 
Tapos you have a pretty full roster on impact. So I don't know who is going to get time, uh, who is going to get uh, the screen time, the ring time. Uh, I think the impact guy, the impact side is okay with this deal. It's, it's favorable to them because bigger stars are going to show up on their, on their show. But on AEW side, naman, the big impact stars are going to show up on their show. And we don't know who is gonna uh, who is gonna get left out, if you will. So ang daming things in in play here. And coming from a guy who watches a lot of WWE, just you know to to review it because you guys will watch it. And I noticed that the problem with the WWE is that kulang pa orders for everyone, even though you have that much time for programming. I'm just afraid of who's gonna get left out. That's uh, it's funny here how you bring that up, bro. Because let's jump into a news bit I discovered. Just before going on air again, where Tony Khan on the recent Winter is Coming media call said that he was actually thinking of expanding Dark and adding another Dark-esque show. So, kumbaga, the NXT of Dark, where he would put developing talent on there, your KTBs, your Fuego del Sols, right? And then keep Dark for more established talent that doesn't necessarily make appearances uh, on Dynamite. So, uh, so... Tony Khan in his in his in Miami chat, he can do whatever he wants with his money. He can just literally create show after show, and nobody's going to stop them. Now stop him. Now I don't really know if that's a good thing because Dark on its own, it went from a ninety minute show to now two hours plus, right? Pretty soon it'll just reach the three hour mark, and it, and and okay, I'm sad if it is good quality wrestling. It's not. Let's face it. It's 500 squash matches, yeah, guys. It is. Who wants to watch 500 squash matches? That's your commentators. Nyo, open mic. Lang. <laughs> like, they're, just, they're just doing open mic on, on, uh, behind the booth. Malay so, mo naman, training sila dun. Yeah, no, to be fair, Dark is, for, is more for the talent for, than it is for the viewers. It's, it's rest for the talent. Yeah, okay. But what I'm trying to get at is if they really want to expand. In this manner, the Santa, everybody, like what the other guy said, about one of our commenters said, uh, rising time uh, raises all ships. Santa, everybody gets equal time, and that people who need to be prioritized get prioritized. Because if, if this is just going to lead to more, <laughs> to more Fuego del Sol matches, then pass na ako Okay, you know, just zooming out a bit or, or uh, transitioning off of yung partnership conversation. Uh, what, what the Kenny Omega win uh, does most importantly is that it really just breaks the status quo. It upsets it because that's what we've been tired of, diba. John Moxley had been champion since February, nung revolution. Challenger after challenger after challenger natalo sa kanya. So what, what, what this win does is that it breaks the monotony of the world title picture finally which is a good thing. And keeping in line with that theme, they also changed the status quo with the addition of Sting. So this was weird. Um, I'm, I'm, parang, uh, I watched Dynamite Live kasi kanina. So my reaction in the moment was, oh, wow, you know, uh, it's Sting. Cool, diba? Hearing Tony Schiavone say, it's Sting in his signature it's voice. Diba? Uh, for a lot of the older fans, it probably gave them the feels. But for me, when I think about it, this is 61-year-old Sting. Who should have retired, by the way, after his match with Seth Rollins at the uh, Night of Champions in 2015. I don't know what this version of Sting can do in an AEW Dynamite ring, uh, other than I don't know, be a be a glorified legend who will come in and do his greatest hits. Other than that, I wish this spot would have gone to a, a younger star who's more in his prime. I mean, for all we know, Sting might actually play the role of all the legends on AEW and be somebody else's manager. Now, it's hard to believe, pero. Uh, that Sting is relegated to such a role. But then again, you're also talking about other legends such as Jake Roberts and Aaron Anderson, right? who are... And Tully. All, and Tully, exactly. Who are all former legends, or former world champions, right? all legends, very highly respected. And when nobody expected them to be in such a role. So maybe Sting fills out one of those gaps. Okay, um, I'm researching a little bit on Stang here, and uh, it turns uh, it turns out, and I thought it was much more recent that the the that fateful Seth Rollins match was actually back in 2015. So he's had five years to recover, 
And if guys like Daniel Bryan and Sheamus can recover for the ring from spinal stenosis, then I think uh, Sting could work his way up to a point where he could wrestle. I think that they won't they won't make him do anything high risk uh, because Sting has rested for five whole years. I think he he might be in good enough shape. And when they signed him to uh, to a multi year deal, say AEW, I think they knew what they were getting. So yeah, I kind of agree with I kind of share your uh, your reservations with Sting because uh, he is sixty one years old. Uh, I just think that he's had enough time to rest, and I want to see where this goes f- uh, from here because I I would I, it's not a bad thing for AEW to have more stars, even though they're old stars. Yes, Team Taz should have not backed down from an old man like Sting, but I don't know it works a month. It works for me. The segment worked. They they kind of needed that win, I think. Yeah. Um. If if there's anything I'll give them credit for, it was the way they planted the seeds and the way they told the story. But Darby Allen was actually planting the seeds all along. Him hanging out in the rafters, looking like staying in his heydays at WCW. Even the fact that the image of Darby Allen is very much like a spiritual successor of Sting. So a, a lot of people are saying on social media na. But the role of Sting Dito is to pass the torch to Darby Allen to make him the Sting of AEW Dynamite. I don't know. I don't think Darby Allen has earned it, but maybe the storyline could make him earn it. Uh, all we know anyway, for sure. So, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, all, all we know for sure is that Sting has aligned with the Nightmare Family, which is now looking like a collection of legends at this point. So whatever. Uh, any other thoughts on your end, Chino? Well, yeah, I'm just. It's just funny that you said collection of legends. <laughs> they kind of are with Dustin <laughs> and yeah, R and then and then the then and then and then and all right, we have a lot more to talk about regarding AEW, but before we do that, let's take a moment to tell you about Lazada. See, uh, malapit na naman yung 12-12, another, another shopping spree coming your way, or another boodle as we like to call it. So if you want to be part of the 12-12 sale while helping the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast at the same time, please use our affiliate link, tinyurl.com slash wrestlingwrestlingxlazada. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash wrestlingwrestlingxlazada. Click that before you check out, or as uh, the Korean uh, influencer likes to say, "Add to cart." Add to cart. Yeah. So after you add to cart, uh, check out after clicking our link, and that really helps us out here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Speaking of Lazada, you can also get a shout out from Ro or from myself, myself or our friends from M- uh, MSG and the PWOGs because shoutout.com is now also on Lazada. So. Whichever celebrity or influencer you want to get a shout-out from, you can get that over there on Lazada. Uh, search for it. Shout-out is spelled S-H-A-W-T-O-U-T. Again, it's shoutout.com. Now, let's take a moment to hear from our, uh, from our other podcasts here on Podcast Network Asia. Psst! Kailan ka last nag-joyride? Alam mo yung may kasama ka, sobrang tawa lang kayo ng tawa, sabaw yung usapan nyo, kahit saan kayo dali ng trip nyo, ayos lang. Tapos biglang tatahimik, lalalim yung usapan, magiging intellectual, emotional. Ngayon, kahit stuck ka mag-isa sa bahay, sa traffic, sa trabaho, pwede ka nang sumabay sa Joyride of Intellectual Wall Conversations sa podcast kong Sabayan with Victor, produced by Podcast Network Asia. Sabay na sa Sabayan with Victor. All right, uh, let's get some shout-outs on Kumu, shall we? A lot of people have joined us. Thank you, Mary Grace 11, for sharing this live stream, guys. Those live streams shares are very important, so thank you. Prince RJC says hello with the halo-halo. Thank you, Prince hey, RJC. thank you, thank you. Also to Kyle, who sent us a halo-halo. Thank you, Kyle. Namat, Thank you, everybody. Thank you to Scrim for the follow. And saying what's up to our new joiners, see? PT Prof, Melody Sabred, Rendell Anesias, Irene Mas- Masdani, and Bai, Bi- yeah, whatever. I'm sorry. Bayolola, 
Violet Man, the 5K, and BV Gwen. Thank you guys for joining us on Kumu. Again, please keep liking the stream. We are at 3,988 likes now. Thank you for letting the people here know that you love the wrestling talk. And finally, thank you to Coco Chocolate for the follow. People are following Hey, salamat, salamat. All right. Saying, uh, saying hey to Rio Fatria, who is tuning in from Indonesia. Hello. Hello. Hey, thank you. Thanks for joining us. All right, uh, more AEW talk. Um, let's touch on MJF and Orange Cassidy and how they're going to be squaring off next week for the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Um, me, uh, obviously, we can't talk about that without mentioning that there's also an ultimatum segment for the inner circle because Sammy Guevara and MJF and Wardlow and Jake Hager. What do you guys think about how the inner circle storyline is progressing? Is it too fast? Is it too slow? Or is it just going at the right pace? Uh, okay, I haven't seen this week's uh, segments yet, but going from last week, they were last week in Vegas, or was yeah. it two weeks ago? Last week. So I thought they were having a lot of fun. So to hear from you that they're actually fighting again is kind of weird. Kasi well, that was after the Battle Royale. Because in Battle Royale, MJF ah, okay. uh, basically eliminated Sammy, uh, Sammy ah, okay, Guevara, okay. and Wardlow. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I really thought they were going to build up the, the camaraderie between the different inner circle members this whole time. Like I thought they were going to give it like until after the new year, but I guess not. I guess not. I feel like uh, this is something we've seen before from AEW. One of our biggest gripes is their consistency when it comes to a push because when this whole thing started, it started with MJF and Jericho singing and dancing. So kind of light, light lang. Not something you take seriously, and then you, they had the match, and then they went to Vegas, to Las Vegas, and had that whole thing, right? So you, I again at that point in time, I couldn't really take it seriously. It, it they they went from being a the top heel faction in the company, just basically being a sideshow. But now apparently there's some friction developing there that puts them back in the title picture. So at this point in time. I'm I'm a little bit confused about where they exactly want to take this story. Like it's not very clear to me what the end game actually is. I thought at first it'd be everybody turning on everybody else, an implosion of the inner circle, but then they bring MJF in. So now it's a little bit more muddled than I like it to be. I want things to be a little bit more clear before they proceed. I want it to have a little bit more definition of who we should actually root for. As opposed to having all these guys who are supposed to be heels fighting amongst themselves. So who do you root for in that scenario? Yeah, yeah that's a good point. The, yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. Nah, you don't know actually who to root for. But it was pretty clear, I think, what the story was. They really wanted to um, have MJF try to stir shit up. They wanted him to be the, the outsider going in and then have C. Ortiz and uh, Sammy Guevara really be against him. So that's that was clear to me at that point. But you're right. Uh, we don't know who to cheer for exactly. Are we having the inner circle be like pseudo faces here? Because they're most popular to that. And MJF is just a bigger dick. I think that's where they're going. I think uh, that's fair to imply. I'm not sure if what I'm about to say is too meta. But another criticism I have is how AEW doesn't have a definite WrestleMania. Not like TNA na merong Bound for Glory or New Japan na may Wrestle Kingdom. And I mentioned this because usually a big story na may long-term payoff, usually it leads to a WrestleMania match. The problem here is I can't see kung ano yung endgame nila kasi parang walang WrestleMania si AEW. So I don't know how long this storyline is projected to go. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It's fair to look for a WrestleMania type of event because a lot of wrestling, not just WWE, as you said, has conditioned us to think now okay there's a big show uh the biggest show of the year but if you don't get i think the closest thing was double or nothing but they didn't outright say that it was just kind of implied by people around it although uh, i could be wrong uh, a bigger aw fan could maybe dispute that better you're right but i don't at the same time i don't think they need to be building up to a big show just to tell this this kind of story so uh, sorry yeah go 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 ahead, go ahead. sorry Sorry, 
I just want to say their pay-per-view schedule isn't as consistent as all the other promotions, right? yeah. With something like the WWE, you know that there's at least one pay-per-view a month. With something like New Japan, you know that Wrestle Kingdom happens in January 4th, no matter the year. Right? So you know you can plan your calendar around that. With something like AEW, a lot of it is very inconsistent. Right? Uh, double or nothing happened at a different time of the year than it did last year. And they're only two years in so far. The company is only two years old. So it'll take some time before everything is actually set in stone and people can actually track where the story is actually going. Or rather, the timeline of the story is actually going. Actually, I'm going to dispute that after doing some research and, and given my stock knowledge of AEW events. It is pretty consistent. Like Double or Nothing has happened on dur- during May, every May. That was... Okay. Uh, Revolution is now happening for the second straight February. So they are just, they're quite consistent among with that. It's just that you're, it's not the same as WWE, not every month matter, not even like New Japan, where every month may big event. So we're just not used to it happening every other or every month. That's why they have these special big episodes of Dynamite. Fair enough. Let's round out yung AEW talk natin with a couple of news items. First off, coming from the conference call that Tony Khan had with the media, he said that AEW is looking into adding a trios championship, which uh, is probably a good move because it gives an, uh, all the other supplementary players something to fight for. And the next bit of news that John Moxley will not be at Wrestle Kingdom. So, ano to? Uh, Swerve ba to? Is he going to appear at some point during the December New Japan show? And and will he surprise us? Because he's still the U.S. champion of New Japan. Okay, uh, I have thoughts about this. So I think that it really is just tough for AEW to let John Moxley go, not because uh, they don't want to lose him to Japan, but because of the COVID restrictions. So I think uh, if you go to Japan, you have to sit out for 14 days. I think uh, that's the rule. And then when you come back from Japan. Uh, you're going to have to sit out another 14 days before doing anything in quarantine. Right? So that's a total of at least 28 days plus your uh, week that you spend of the show. Right? So that's like a month on the sidelines for AEW. And I don't think they are willing to have him out for that long if they can keep him on the show. Because he's not going paternity leave. paternity leave. So they want to make the most of him, I guess. I just want to say that people are speculating that this might actually be a swerve because he hasn't been stripped of the title and it's been on him for, what, a year now? Almost a yep. year? Exactly. So, so it's, it's it's very shocking that somebody has held on to a title without actually defending it at all. So that said, people are saying that Tony Khan might be playing us here and that this might be a swerve. Now, if it were a swerve, I don't exactly see how somebody... Can how somebody like Moxley can drop the title without actually being in the promotion. Maybe he does it on one of their US shows, but I don't know if New Japan actually has plans on holding any more US shows for by twenty twenty or early twenty twenty one. Okay, um, I I don't know what the plans for the US shows are, but if he is to drop the title, I think the best way uh, is to um, have New Japan of America hold uh, a big pay-per-view event in the U.S., have all their U.S. guys, even though they're not big draws, fly over some guys from Japan and have Moxley and Kent to be the headliner. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, because uh, it's super static the title picture. Nene. Like a, a lot of people tend to forget that that championship even exists now because Moxley has had it for such a long time it's without it being on a show. It's the never-open-weight six-man titles of New Japan. Yeah, mostly because those championships are also ignored in the current storyline. <laughs> right, let's get to some other stuff that happened within this week. Grabe, we're like uh, halfway into the sh- into the stream. Malapat I said WWE per se. Uh, there was a fake WCW reboot that was being talked about on social media this week. <laughs> and there was a memo that was sent out by a guy named Alexander Fox or whatever the hell his name is supposed to be, which had the logo of WCW. But when you look at it, parang formal letter like there are a lot of typos and grammatical errors na halatang gawa-gawa lang siya halatang barbero lang yung nagsulat so what are your thoughts on this yeah i mean if you're going to fake a company at least take some pr classes first <laughs> figure out like how 
a company would do a PR, a press release like that, like official press release like that. Kasi sobrang obvious, na sobrang fake, kasi sobrang amateur na pagkagagawa. Um, I have to see this. Wait. Uh, you haven't seen it yet? It's, uh, uh, it's kind of it. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hilarious uh, how fake this looks. And they even said na uh, this Alexander Fox guy owns... 50% of the rights to WCW, which is kind of weird because WWE purchased that in 2001. And knowing the way that WWE does business, even from our perspective as fans, I think it's pretty safe to say that WWE will not let any of their assets go to some no-name jabroni who wants to troll anybody on social media. war games, Exactly. Exactly. You don't have Cody. You don't have Tony Schiavone. You don't have Sting. How are you going to reboot this if ever this was actually his plan? I don't know what the end game here is, but it's ridiculous. It's no, crazy. I think uh, the big, the biggest, the biggest thing is that I've seen some some friends on Facebook kind of get half bought in by the by the ruse by the hoax. Somebody let their head know. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, Man, I mean, I'm looking at the, the best. Oh, sorry, the best way to look for this is to at least look look out for some rumblings on the dirt sites, on the wrestling news sites, on whether a company is actually coming back from the dead. I mean, for one thing, sino is a sign nila? Everyone else is yeah. taken. Yeah, exactly. and everyone else is dead. <laughs> exactly. Do they want it's to bring so David Arquette back? Is that the thing? <laughs> it's just really, really stupid. Uh, Alright, we're, we're going to be previewing NXT TakeOver War Games in a bit But some news from the WWE side that we have to talk about um, Let's start with Bruce Pritchard And apparently the dirt sheets are reporting that talent have heat Or the talents have heat with Bruce Pritchard uh, At this point, his status is he's uh, the right-hand man of Vince McMahon A position once held by the late Pat Patterson He's a senior executive There are no talents that are being identified Pero... Things that they're upset about include the recent conditions with COVID and whatnot, the firings, even TV time. So it got to a point where Triple H had to show up on Raw to serve as a mediator and as a chief creative officer. And Vince still wasn't present for, for any of those conversations. So it's And I don't know if uh, that'll lead to anything, anything big happening in the short term. It actually has to be clarified further. Um, Bruce Pritchard isn't just responsible for all of those things. Uh, the reports also say that Pritchard is pretty much the guy in creative. So everything, um, everything story-wise, yeah, everything story-wise is going through him. Tapos, siguro pinapaproof na lang na Vince. So people who are getting pushed, who are not getting pushed, and all the feelings that surround those creative decisions are being focused on Bruce Pritchard. So if there is something that you don't like on Raw or SmackDown, uh, then you can easily point to Pritchard as the guy to blame for it happening on the show. So that's that's where the heat is coming from, apparently. Yeah. Si brother love pala may kasalanan And I mean, the blowback is understandable because after all, this is also happening in the same year that people have been laid off in mass quantities, right? There are people who are trying to fight for their TV time, they just recently Alistair Black, one such name that may or may not be leaving the WWE. So all of this is actually just a butterfly effect, if you will, of, of whatever happened at the start of the of the pandemic. People are not happy that they aren't able to leave the bubble, and then now they're leaving the bubble. People are getting exposed, and that doesn't make them happy either. So there are different things that need to be mediated upon. And, and Triple H seems to be the guy who's stepping up to fill that slot for now. So nobody knows where Vince is right now. No, no reports say where he was, why he wasn't at the shows. But Triple H seems to be the guy who's stepping up, which makes sense. Because he used to be one of the guys. He's a former wrestler. He used to be the locker room leader. And now he's at this point in his position in his life where you can actually do some change about make some things happen. So oh, CEO Oshay, child of owner. Oh, uh, Manugang of owner pala. At <laughs> least he can do that. You know, at least he can do that to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, other news from the WWE side, uh, Arturo Ruas and Dabakero have been sent back to developmental because they need seasoning according to my reports, but they've been seen backstage on Raw. This is all kind of weird because 
we were introduced to these characters on, on Raw. Well, Arturo Ruas through NXT, so, but Dabakero through Raw, Raw Underground, diba? along with uh, Big Jordan or Omos as he's now Omos. known. Yeah. And yeah. then 90% of Retribution, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so, so it's kind of weird. Can we, can we talk about it? Talk yes, about yes, yes, yes. Yeah, let's go, go. I wanna talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yun, so dun palang weird na, kasi they used the draft to call up Arturo Ruas and Dalva Kato, diba? Tapos wala lang din mangyayari sa kanila. And you have some guys who were clearly established names on the main roster who didn't get drafted like Andrade. Like, what the hell is that? So that's number one. Number two, we had Mia Yim, who's already established both on NXT and on the main roster dating back to last year. And even if you go through yung... WWE Network and your social media and WWE, Mia Yim is very visible. So now that Reckoning has been unmasked and now the whole world knows it's Mia Yim, for the commentators to downplay it and not acknowledge it altogether is so insulting to our collective intelligence. <laughs> Man, uh, I- I'm going to say, if that happened to me in a match, like when I was so masked, I would have just run with it. And, you know, okay, you've seen me now. Uh, I'm- I might as well do this now. Okay, so it should have been that. Because as you said, people already know who Mia Yim is. There is no point in literally not and in, in literally no selling her identity. So at this point, I would be agile na lang, no? I would uh, have Ali pretty much acknowledge Mia Yim and then use Mia Yim's story as as better, you know, as better fuel for the retribution cost, diba? Right? Imagine what they, imagine the stories they could tell with that. I, I thought Agile was your retribution name. Retribution name. Uh, but no, I I actually agree here. I don't know how they can go back. We're all actually secretly hoping that we get that the guys in Retributions and the Dijak, yeah, yeah, and the Omadden can actually go back to those names, right? Can drop the whole Mace and, and T-Bar gimmick. But now it doesn't look like it's happening. Because as we saw, they refused to acknowledge who Mia Yim is. And she, it's a shame because she's such an accomplished wrestler. Right? So now that they've actually ended up on, on main event of all shows, uh, a show that l- nobody watches. By yeah, the nobody watches. I don't, know, I don't even know how you can watch it. It's not even on the network. It's on so Hulu. It's <laughs> you have a, VPN how do you even get that? There's a network There's a network chat. Yeah, after three, three weeks. weeks. After three weeks. After three after weeks. Three weeks pa, see? Yeah. So it's it's such poor planning on their part. And I honestly I hate to point fingers here, but it all blows back to Bruce Sprinter. It's just all part of <laughs> poor management and again. It's just poor management <laughs> on his part. Like how how did how did it get this bad? You know? Why is it devolving all of a sudden? Yeah, uh, it's a shame. It, it's really a shame. I feel bad for Mia Yim. I've been rooting for her for years, and you know, to see her get shoehorned into such an undesirable and unenviable position just I makes my heart beat. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, we got up close and personal with Mia Yim. Actually, she, was, yeah, 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 she was yeah. thrown in our direction. Yes. So I actually got to take a picture of Mia Yim hanging out in the chair, in her gear. So, yeah. Anyway, we've got predictions to uh, to predict for NXT TakeOver War Games on Monday, Manila time. But before we do that, we gotta let you know that in this day and age na malapit yung Pasko, marami tayong papamigay ng mga gifts or yung mga pabili-pabili natin, it's actually better if you just find a reliable same-day delivery service. And my favorite same-day delivery service right now is actually Mr. Speedy because of their very affordable 5 pesos per kilometer rate. And the best part about all of this is They've got a special offer for you just because you're a listener or a viewer of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So, ganito lang yun. All you have to do is to download the app, Mr. Speedy, or go to mrspeedy.ph and use our promo code, Wrestling Wrestling X Mr. Speedy. That's one word, Wrestling Wrestling X M R S P E E D Y. Use that and you get 50 pesos off your very first delivery with Mr. Speedy. And you can do that. On their website or on the app, which is available on the Apple App Store, Google Play, and Huawei Mobile Gallery. It's available for Metro Manila, nearby provinces, and Cebu. And speaking of yung mga pabili natin, of course, with 1212 on the horizon, you've also got your affiliate link for Shopee, which can, one, uh, help you get your shopping done, and two, help us out here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So when you add the cart, just make sure you click on this link first, tinyurl.com slash wwp. X Shopee. 
That's tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee. Every purchase that you make, then click on the link, na yon, and then you, uh, you go to your cart and you check it out. They'll find out that we got the link, and that helps keep us afloat here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Now, let's take another break and hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Lagi ka bang nag-OT tapos OTY? Meron ka bang mga salbahing boss at pabidang mga office mates? Nako, isa kang immortal. I'm Stanley Chi from The Underpaid Podcast. We talk about work-related topics na parang nagchichismisan lang sa pantry. It's a pro-employee podcast na relatable sa lahat ng nag-opisina, pumapasok man, petics, o work from home. Listen and subscribe to The Underpaid Podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Kita kids, mga immortal. Let's get to some shoutouts before we get to our NXT TakeOver Wargames predictions. Hey, say what's up to Dre Valiente, Kinagot, Kelsey, Vincent Poggy, Uni, Bruce Wayne. What's up to you? Akira Orteza, Keisha, and It's Beautiful. Thank you for joining us here on Kubu, guys. Also, thank you to 143ADNELG for following us. All right. Abby has also um, joined uh, the Kumu stream. So, hey, Abby. What's up, Abby? Hey, Abby. Thank Eto you, Kyle, na. for the halo halo. Oh, thanks, Kyle. Is he Kyle Anian, office friend Abian? Yeah, I know. Convert Abby. So thanks, Abby. Uh-huh. Oh, what's up, guys? All right. Uh, this is the fun part of the podcast, which is our prediction segment. And if you want to join in, all you have to do is to chime in the comment section, whether on Facebook or on Kumu. So here we go. NXT Takeover War Games 2020. Let's start off with Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa. Who do you think is gonna come out here as the as the winner? It's really close. Uh at first, I thought it was easy, but then Mahirap na. Like, Thatcher is up and coming, but Champa also kind of needs a win. Although he has been getting wins. So I'm going to put my money on the heel here and say that Thatcher is going to win. I'm also going to say Thatcher just because on the big stages, he hasn't really gotten anything. You know what I mean? Like, Tommaso Champa has gotten everything. So at this point in time, if they really want to build that Thatcher up to be somebody, then he needs this win. Oh, yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with you here because parang nothing to lose naman si Champa dito eh. And Timothy Thatcher has everything to gain by picking up a win over a former NXT champion. Next up, you have the strap match between Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. I think the, the more fun question here is magahasik ba ng lagim si Dexter Loomis with the supernatural Undertaker powers? Nah, I, I, think think the, so. <laughs> I think the better question is why? I thought this was over, but apparently yeah. not. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of this feud. I guess they think that Grimes and Loomis work well together. They're both good. But um, this isn't much of a big feud anyway. Like, I thought it was crazy. I thought the Halloween Havoc match should have been it. So yes. I'm just going to say that Loomis wins again. Yeah, I Para Loomis wins again. Para tapos na. Ano man? Yeah, I say Loomis wins again. Just so Sabi ni Admin Angelo, kala niya tapos na yung feud. Yan, di kasi nanonood ng NXT. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, to be fair, it, it really is one of those things. Uh, you thought finished at Halloween Havoc because Halloween Havoc mm-hmm. was so crazy. But then, yeah. they, they did the, and then they did the blindfold match and then he chased them around. It's just, it's too much, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Um, I, I just wish this, this uh, feud ended a month ago. Right, uh, next up, the Triple Threat North American Championship match between the <laughs> unlike champion Leon Ruff. Ang ganda ng ano, promotion ni Beth Phoenix. Uh, will Ruff get to show his stuff? Parang ganun. Uh, that's pretty cool. Leon Ruff versus Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. As opposed to all the Leon Ruff puns that Vic Joseph has been throwing out. Right? Johnny has had a rough time of things as of late. <laughs> <laughs> rough, rough time for Johnny Gargano. <laughs> uh, Phoenix si Johnny Gargano dito eh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, no, I'll be honest though. I still want Leon Ruff as champion, yeah, but mahirap na eh. Like, I don't know how you believably continue being champion after this match, other than the fact that you can let uh, Priest and Gargano duke it out and steal the win. But I don't know how long you can keep it up. Like, okay, uh, Leon Ruff is great, but you made your point. Now he's good enough to be here on NXT. So I think uh, uh, Gargano gets it back. Does, does Johnny need the title though? I kind of feel like he doesn't. 
I don't he think he needs a title, pero I think it's more compelling when you have a heel win it. Because he's not going to win it. 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 He's not going to I mean, undo meaning goodwill that they've built for the Leon Ruff character. I I feel like Leon Ruff retains here still because they built him to be such an underdog. The cards are so stacked against him that if he loses, it's such an obvious outcome. You know what I mean? And I feel like they still want to tell his story a little bit more. And because the triple threat is the triple threat is an okay place to lose someone for him. Like yeah. okay, lang naman. Di naman siya mawawalan. He doesn't need to eat the pit. Why did it? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I feel like out of the three of them, he needs the belt most. So I don't sure. know. I still, I still want to say rough. All right. So split tayo dito. Uh, let us know what you think. By the way, if you think na uh, Gargano or Damon Priest or Leon Ruff should win it, uh, hit us up sa comments on Facebook and on Kumu. Let's go to the women's war games match. It's Team Candice LeRae, which features Candice. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, and heel Tony Storm. They're taking on Team Shotzi. So that's our girl at the Shotzi Blackheart. You've also got Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and the NXT Women's Champion, Io Shirai. So the first question is, was Io Shirai the obvious fourth woman? Like, could it have been anybody else? And second, who's coming out on top here? Uh, first I... question... Okay, sorry, I wanna... First question, oh. I really thought it was going to be Tony. Before last week's heel turn, so that was ruined for me. But I realized then, after the Tony heel turn, that you know Io wasn't doing anything. So they pretty much really set it up for that. Uh, they took Indy Hartwell out of the team, Candice lineup, and then put Tony there, so everyone can have a spot. Right. Okay. I also agree that it there was nobody else that it could be except for Io Shirai. Mainly because A, like Rose said, Tony Storm turned heel, and B, they beat her up. <laughs> so man, it just it it or it already solidified her being the fourth woman in in the picture here. Now that being said, the other team has Candice LeRae, so she so many chance to matatalo talo siya ulit. I'm sorry, man. I love true, Candice LeRae. I love Candice LeRae, and I hate that they keep doing her dirty. But I just want her to win something so badly, but we all know the chances are she won't. It just it saddens. Me. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. I actually want Team Candace to win because Candace has been shafted so many times. But I think they're gonna go with a feel good uh, Team Shotzi win here because I think Shotzi also needs a win. But I will be glad to be surprised by this. Same, same. Yeah, I, I'm on the same page here as you guys. I just want to say one last thing about the women's war games match. It's a babyface team, Team Shotzi. It's probably the most badass collection of women yeah. on any women assembled team at WWE. Actually, walang pa cute, eh. walang pa cute, yeah. walang pa bebe. They're all really tough women, right? Like magpapa apa ka sa kanila. Yeah. Also, three out of four of them are former NXT women's champions, right? So and Shotzi's being set up to be a, a future one for sure. So it's a, it's a super stat state, It's a super stat faction here. So I, I don't know. This is going to be interesting. It's one of the matches I look for. All right. The main event or the presumptive main event is the undisputed era in the men's war games match, which has become their signature match this time of year, taking on the kings of NXT. That's Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, and the NXT tag team champions Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Okay. Um, as Admin Angela said, if the team can, if Team Shotzi is gonna win, then I think that you have to let the Kings of NXT win here because all that build up will be for nothing if you if they lose. I think yeah. Undisputed Era can eat the loss here. I agree. I don't think Undisputed Era gains anything by winning. It just, in fact, it barely the this new faction, and only solidifies all of our. Or minds, the uh, internet community's minds, and thinking that this is just a temporary war games faction, when it's already turned out to be something far bigger than all of that. Uh-huh. It's already it's already been solidified as uh, as a, as a solid heel faction. Get Pat McAfee, pal, So if they if they lose, they get buried in this fashion against the undisputed era or undefeated by the uh, who undefeated, ba sila? 
or no, no, they've lost. They lost they've last lost year, that, but they weren't very experienced. Yeah, let's put it that way. Very experienced in a a war games match. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't do them service. So I feel like uh, UE takes a loss here. Since we're all agreeing that the kings of NXT need and should need the win and should win. Uh, here's a more unpredictable question. Will there be a heel turn from a member of the Undisputed Era? <laughs> Parang no na kasi ang dami na heel turn na nangyari uh, just to build the Kings of NXT. Like, Oni and Danny turn heel, then Pete Dunne turn heel. Then why would you have another heel turn pa? Tapos considering you have Sawar Games and Babae, uh, Tony Storm turn heel. So many heel turns have happened over the past couple of months that oh, I think also, we've had enough. Also, when somebody turns heel in that way then it what will end up happening is you'll have two antagonists at opposite ends of the story so instead of having one direct storyline where it's the ue versus the kings of nxt it'll end up being the ue versus itself versus the kings of nxt it's not something that i enjoy watching honestly so i i want it to be as linear as possible I want it to be as binary as possible. So, hopefully, wala. Shout out natin yung favorite punny patron natin, si Lance Tanong. Uh, nagpapaula ng mga puns sa comment section. At dahil patron natin siya, hindi natin siya gagaguhin. Also, nagpapaula siya ng lecture niya. So, una natin answer that. All right. Uh, that brings us to the end of our predictions. What do you uh, What do you think? Do you agree? Disagree? One half, one fourth. Let us know. Dito sa Kumu also, and on in. Facebook. Also, let us know who you think the ghost faces are. Yeah. ghost face? Ang yeah, dami na nila. Ang dami na nila. It's a whole oh, okay. stable. It's a whole Damn. stable of how ghost many, faces. How many kids did they adopt? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so there, there was that extra one dun sa coach alongside Indy Hartwell. And then there were two in the crowd right behind the commentary table on this week's episode. Yeah. So Damn. at least you have two. At most, you have yeah, three. Yeah. City bars in base. Like, kind of a bagong gimmick. Eh. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get our picks of the week. And yuma picks natin for this week. Di pa natin napag-usapan. So that's something different. All right. So yeah, I'll go first. Uh, my pick yeah, of the week right. is the NXT UK Heritage Cup Tournament Final from last week's episode. Guys, super good match. Oh my god, super good match. A kid won against Trent Seven to become the first ever NXT UK Heritage Cup champion. I don't know when they're going to defend that championship. It's apparently a championship. So, sana hindi next year pa when there's another tournament. So, it's really good. They topped the British rounds format by actually having them go to one fall, sudden death, which is pretty much a normal match uh, at the end of the six rounds. So, it's kind of cheating, but it is also really, really good, really, really dramatic. If you uh, if you want really good wrestling on the WWE Network, go watch NXT UK. I think they have one barn burner every month. Last month was Walter Dragunov. This this month is an Aked Trent Seven. Right. Yeah, sobrang ganda, sobrang ganda match. Uh, if you haven't seen anything from NXT UK, tune into this one. It'll explain everything pretty quickly and succinctly. Right. My pick of the week comes from OG NXT, and it is Shotzi Blackheart taking on Raquel Gonzalez. For the advantage in a ladder match. So let me just cap it off by saying Shotzi Blackheart is insane. If this is any sign <laughs> to what she's going to show come war games, and I cannot wait. Oh my god, it's going to be ridiculous. All right. Uh, my pick of the week features another uh, half Filipino wrestler. Our Kuya Robbie Eagles was in the main event of a Best of the Super Junior show earlier this week, and he took on Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, in that match, even tweeted about it saying that uh, he was dedicating it to the Filipino fans, all the uh, Filipino wrestling community members. So it really meant a lot to me to watch Robbie okay. Eagles in the main event of a New Japan show. So I when I saw him uh, make his entrance and I watched the match. And I because Hiromu was also low-key mocking Robbie, but he was leading the crowd in the Robbie, 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 oi, oi, oi chance. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> And then towards the end, the show of Respectila, and then Hiromu actually led the crowd in a proper Robbie chance. So that was pretty good. So go catch that um, creatively for like New Japan World. <laughs> All right, uh, before we get out of here, we got to tell you about this donation drive that Podcast Network Asia has been doing. So we've actually been coming together as podcasters 
for the last year now. Hashtag Podcast United. And syempre, given everything that's uh, been going on with Typhoon Ulysses, Rolly, and Quinta before that, kami mga podcasters, we also want to help out. So, at the initiative ng Podcast Network Asia. If you want to help out the displaced communities, you can donate by going to this website that's flash on your screen right now. And for our listeners, it's pymy.co slash pna, the number four, typhoon. Again, pymy.co slash pna for typhoon. Select how much you want to donate, then click buy it now. And you can pay through your credit card or your debit card or using your PayMaya wallet. And it's available for both uh, transactions here in the Philippines or outside the country as well. So that's uh, one way na kami mga podcasters are coming together. If you wanna, uh, if you want a quick way to do that right now, we are flashing the QR code on our screen for the streamers, so you can copy this QR code or take a screenshot, and all of the proceeds will be going to Kaya Natin. It's one of the orgs that is affiliated with the office of the vice president. They've been doing a lot of good work. They've raised a lot of money, but given all the damage, sempre hindi pa rin siya enough. So go check it out. Scan this QR code, and let's uh, work together to help rebuild the Philippines in uh, the wake of the devastation from the typhoons. Um, other things that we got uh, to plug, Shemper, we've got our other uh, shows outside the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So, Ro, uh, let's start with you. All right. So, uh, I'm just promoting my Twitch stream. It's twitch.tv slash shang underscore daddy. I just don't know when I'll be uh, streaming again in the next few days, maybe on Tuesday, the holiday. And please read smarthenry.com. Then I'll take the time then to promote our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. In it, for as low as 250 pesos, you get special perks like our, our post show reviews, of which we don't have time for on this show. Uh, you also have like exclusive merch that we're working on right now. We'll also do a watch party for big events or big pay per views. Uh, the next one is obviously. Um, NXT War Games, NXT Takeover War Games on Monday night, but uh, I know it doesn't get in the way of any work. So you can join all of that and more, plus a Discord community to talk about wrestling in all of that and more for as low as two fifty pesos a month. So hope you can. It's, it's one way to support us Naren, and help keep the lights on. Also coming soon, masks and keychains. So one Yo. more reason to subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, please don't forget to read smarthenry.com. Uh, we, yep. We're coming out with a different year-ender series for this year. Yep. If you've been following and you notice that, oh, parang walang 31 days of wrestling ngayon. It's because we're cooking up something different. So uh, watch out for that in the weeks to come. All right. Brand new episode of Class Clown. The Class Clown podcast with Gina Liao features this week an episode about, last week for that, an episode about cybersecurity. I talked with cybersecurity expert Mags Reyes and I know I promoted this last week, but this week it's a really important. It's really an important and insightful episode. I just That's really right. learned a lot, na, especially na hindi lang pala pang Netflix on VPN. There's so many things you can pick up on this episode, but for this week, a brand new episode featuring practitioners of the wedding industry, one of the bigger, more more heavier hit industries in the country are on class down and talk about what it's like to have a wedding during this pandemic, how they got started in it, what exactly is a supplier in weddings, all that and more, what a day is like in their life, all that and more on this week's episode of Class Cloud with Chino Liao, all available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Oh, supplier's a wedding? Oh, yeah. No, seriously, that, that's really what I am yeah, as a host. So, so if you're getting married anytime soon, please book me. Right. Yes, uh, is the guest on this one. So he also falls under that category. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, for me, check out On Deck. No new episode this week. So I'll, I'll promote last week's episode featuring Tina Ryan. And the episode for next week features Sexy Megan from 101.1. Yes, the best FM. So that's uh, that's going to be a fun episode because she's a massa DJ and someone whose age is closer to ours. So different perspective nice. button on the massa format. All right. So that's, uh, uh, I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. Pero uh, checking out her profile, parang English era din siya. May English era tendencies din siya. So, yeah. anyway, uh, thank you very much to everybody who uh, joined us for tonight's stream. Everybody who's been smashing those hearts, sending us yung mga lechon, yung mga halo-halo, everything that you've been sending our way. Uh, lahat naman nag-subscribe at nag-share at nag-add sa numbers namin for Spotify Rap. Again, thank you so much to everybody. Uh, you know, um, we, we hope there was a way to give everybody a Christmas gift but uh, right now the best we can do is really to say a very heartfelt thank you because without you guys 
uh, all of, none of this would be possible. Thank you as well, by the way, to the team over at Podcast Network Asia, our PNA fam, because they're still there. They're support us yes. for making sure that we have everything we need, all the support we need to keep bringing this content to you guys. Without them, people like Babyface producer Nikai, you know, Boss Ron, Boss Joseph, Ryan, and uh, Val, and all the other producers, all the other people in the back office, we aren't able to like give you everything that we're able to produce every week. So thank you to our Podcast Network Asia family. With that being said, this episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is officially in the book. So on behalf of Ro Moran at Ro is War, Chino Liao at Chino Supersize, and myself at underscore Stan C. We are closing this episode. We'll catch you again on the next stream. Thank you so much, mga podcast. Stay safe and peace out. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.